stuff. So, so this is, I happened to see this article yesterday, um, uh, and it was one of the most. This is a profoundly important article, and I did not have a chance uh, yet to actually um, do some more digging in on this. But the the, the this article is from the the um, online uh, forum called Spectrum, uh, and I don't know if you guys know this, but autism is like my passion and my specialty. So we take care of probably more kids on the spectrum than probably any other chiropractor that I know of. Um, and it's just my thing, I love doing it. Um, and one of the things that I find very interesting is, uh, and I'll mention this article, I'll go back to it in a second, is um, this article here appeared back in 2012, which I, uh, I thought was very interesting. Um, and it's, it's from the Journal of Pediatrics. And it's called Six Developmental Trajectories Characterize Children with Autism from uh, May of 2012. And it was like the defining thing in, in, in autism at that time. And what they came up with, I'll scroll down here until I find the little uh, chart for you to see, because pictures are much easier to kind of talk about. But uh, here, here it is. Um, I know this is hard to read, but I want you to look at this and the, the, when we look at this chart here, well, that's much more. <laughs> um, when we look at this, what we're seeing is that they're, uh, they, they're claiming, according to their research, that there are six ways that a, a child is essentially going to have a trajectory when you're on the spectrum, from like around age two or three years old when they're first diagnosed up, up until they're like a pre or early teenager or so. And if, if you look at them, for the most part, if you look at them, their trajectory is either flat or maybe up a little bit, but not a whole heck of a lot, right? Um, so, and except for maybe one of them, which goes up significantly, most of them are really not going up a whole bunch. And I thought at the moment when I saw this article, um, and it was just around this time I started teaching for the ICPA, I saw this article and I said, you know, they're missing a trajectory here, and the trajectory is the chiropractic trajectory. They're not even taking that into consideration. We're not even a blip on their radar, honestly, uh, because we're so inconsequential at this point in time in comparison to how many other people are taking care of kids with autism. Chiropractic is sadly uh, underserved. So um, when I look at this, I'm like, they're missing something because most of the kids that I see have a much better trajectory on the chiropractic care. They have a much better improved communication. They have much better social interaction. They have much less repetitive behaviors. Um, example, I was seeing a kid yesterday afternoon when I first met him several months ago. He would grind his teeth all day long. That's what, that's crunch, 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 all day long. Now it's once in a while. And it's through our, our adjustments uh, of this child um, that, that have changed this. And one of the most important things that we do with these children um, as an example, is that why do you think this child is? Um, well, actually, I just realized I'm not sharing my screen. Hold on. All right, now you guys can see this. Um, so, um, so why do you think these children um, have a hard time uh, with these repetitive behaviors? Why do you think? Why do you think they have such a hard time with these repetitive behaviors? is because they don't realize they're doing them. These children, as we talk about in, in my advanced diagnosis class, 
I would talk to them a little, they're disconnected. They don't even realize it. It becomes this habitual thing. It becomes this, this sort of uh, release of tension for them and this way to kind of calm themselves down. So a boy like this who's crunching on his jaw you know, for hours every single day is doing this because he doesn't realize he's doing it to release his own tension because these kids are stuck in sympathetics usually, so they're unbelievable amount of tension. So they just don't know what to do and they usually come up with a behavior that's a tension release. So it's crunching the jaw or it's moving their hands or it's going like this with their arms or whatever it happens to be, that's what they're gonna do. So what you need to do, as an example, if he's crunching his jaw, is you need to make him aware that he has a jaw. So what I did every day from the first adjustment on is I do sustained contact on his jaw. First on one side, then the other side, holding his jaw and letting him, and he sit here in the beginning, he would crunch, 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 crunch. I was doing it, and now he's doing it less and less and less because he's realizing, ah, there's something here. I didn't realize I had something here, right? So that to me is a different trajectory than what they're illustrating here. Because if you especially look at the bottom uh, you know, thing over here, which is repetitive behaviors, most of them are flat or down. That's not what I see. That's not what I see. <clears throat> so then this particular article today that came out just recently says, age six may represent key turning point in autism. I'm like, huh, what does that mean? So I'm scrolling down. Now, this is just a, a, an article about a journal article. Uh, but it says, autism trait severity decreases from three to six in most autistic children, but then their progress stalls for nearly three quarters of them, according to a new long-term study. I've got to read this study. I've got to find the study, have some time to look at it, because what that means is <clears throat> that their trait, as they go from age three to six, their traits kind of relax, only because they're probably now going into some sort of uh, occupational therapy, uh, some sort of ABA therapy, etc., where they're doing some things to calm their nerve systems down and teach them different, more appropriate behaviors. But then it says by the time they're six years old, because what happens at six? They go into school, right, Trayton? They go into school and now their progress stalls because now the pressure is on, right? When you're in a social situation with other kids, especially kids, um, you know, kids are unfortunately very cruel. Um, it becomes much, the, the tension becomes much higher. So when you're in, and you're in a giant, like uh, I, I've, you know, tour some of the schools around this area, and there's a giant buildings that is very, very intimidating for these kids. Um, and just think about, the, think about this room right now. Imagine you're, you're a child on the spectrum in this room. What would the problem be in this room? Sound. The sound, the projector is making this noise and the lights are going ee, and the air conditioner is going right? You can't listen in this room if you have autism. So imagine what, you know, what that would be because when you're three years old, you're like maybe one-on-one -on -one with an occupational therapist or an ABA therapist and now you're six and now you're in school. So of course the trajectory goes down. We had a kid recently who, uh, who was uh, doing really fabulously under care, had gone from no words to like 20 different words and then started going to school and guess what happened to all his words? Gone. And mom's like, what happened? We had all these gains and now he's gone. And so chiropractic isn't working. Well, it's, a, no, 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 no. it's not chiropractic that's not working. 
is that he's now in school and school is shutting him down. We got to open him back up. So we started doing different things with him, different sorts of adjustments, which is why I teach you so many different things. And now his words are coming back again. Right. So this is the kind of stuff I want you to kind of look at. This is the kind of stuff I want you to see. This is a, another interesting article that was mentioned in this article. And that's why I love reading these things, because articles are mentioned and you can just start kind of piggybacking and find all these different things. <clears throat> what this is showing, this is a, a, a journal article from 2020 in the Journal of Pediatrics saying early neurodevelopmental trajectory for autistic, uh, autism spectrum children born very preterm. Kids who are born early have a higher trajectory of being uh, on the spectrum because obviously they've had some more issues, um, you know, why, which is why they came preterm to begin with. So look at this horrible trajectory uh, thing that they're showing, high stable, high declining, or low declining, which means for the most part, if you think about this, the giant majority of kids are either getting, are doing worse in this. Uh, which, uh, which is really a poor, that's a poor trajectory. Like, I wouldn't want to show this off to my parents saying, look at what we should expect from your kids, right? This is, like, awful. And what I want you guys to understand is that they're missing the chiropractic trajectory. Because when you add the chiropractic uh, trajectory in their mix, and by when I mention chiropractic with a kid on the spectrum, what that means is, this chiropractic plus functional neurology plus dietary changes, right? So whenever I talk chiropractic, it's sort of a global term, but it's incorporating a lot of the, the Melillo concept of stuff of the dietary changes and the functional neurological exercises and stuff. My, my thought process is the trajectory would go up on a lot of these kids. Now, does that mean that every kid goes from 100% non-speaking to speaking? No. Does that mean every kid uh, gets unbelievably have unbelievable improvements? No. But I will tell you that if, and this is the biggest thing, and I want you to get this, especially you guys are, who are at home, a lot more of you at home, I want you to get this, that the key is the longevity of the care. Do not be afraid of telling people this is a six month to a one year program. You, don't, you commit for a few weeks and then say this isn't working, you're right. This is six months to one year minimum to see changes. Most of the kids that I deal with on the spectrum, we don't see a whole heck of a lot of changes for the first re-exam, the second re-exam. We see, we see mild changes in terms of reflexes, but we don't see as many changes. But the ones who stick it out because we told them this is what you expect, and the ones who get buy into that and really get into it, they're the ones who see the changes. They're the ones who see the behavior changes. They're the ones who see the communication improvements. They're the ones who see the eye contact and social engagement changes. And that to me is the thing I want you to understand is it really is a, it's, it's a numbers game. So every kid that you see on the spectrum has an opportunity of, com of really revolutionizing their life to what extent is hard to say, but we want to revolutionize their life in such a way that we see in, you know, some changes, some measurable changes, but it's going to take time. And I think that's usually the missing ingredient in a lot of chiropractic care, because a lot of chiropractic care is time limited. You know, we'll, we'll adjust you like three times a week for like a, a month, and then we'll, we'll, and then we'll kind of see how you're doing. That's really not a good trajectory. That's like a good back pain auto accident trajectory. 
right? But that's not a good care plan for a kid on the spectrum. For a kid on the spectrum, it's, like, it's essentially like twice a week until I tell you. That's really what the trajectory is. I have some kids who have Lyme disease and pandas. We'll talk about that later on, and we'll especially talk about that in the advanced diagnosis class. Who have Lyme disease and pandas, and they've been getting adjusted twice a week for years. Sometimes three times a week if they can manage it for years, just to, just to have slow and steady improvement. So understand that our goal in chiropractic care with these children, and the more severe, the more important this is, is not to, not to get, them, not get them in and get them out. It's to get them on a program of slow and steady improvement. And that's a hard thing to understand if you have a back pain, neck pain mentality. <clears throat> so I, I really wanted to describe this to you because this is gonna be the basis of a lot of stuff we're gonna talk about this whole quarter is why we do what we do, why my care plans are the way they are, why we have recommendations the way we are. I'm in no rush with my care plans because I know what we're gonna do is gonna take some time. But your parents need to understand this and they need to be well-educated to, to get this because if you don't educate them up front, they're gonna get frustrated very quickly and seeing no changes, all right? <clears throat> Does anybody have any questions on this?